Welcome to Movie Freaks, the only podcast on the internet in full support of a completely Cenobite-run Congress in 2016. I'm your co-host, Eugene Weaver. (laughs) And I'm Eric Warner. (laughs) Welcome to Movie Freaks. (laughs) I stand by that statement 100%. (laughs) Okay, we're going to start off this show with uh, something we haven't had to do uh, yet, but the time has come. We need to make a few corrections on the last episode, episode 24. Uh, corrections or just rectifying a little bit of miscommunication that I didn't really quite hear until I was listening back to it. And that was about uh, Richard, whose name we cannot pronounce, Aode, um, who was an actor in The Watch and an actor in the IT crowd, but he was the director of The Double. And when I was listening back to it... Uh, I was saying, yeah, yeah, he directed that, and then I was mentioning The Watch, and you're like, wait, he directed that? And I was like, yeah, I thought you were talking about The Double, and it sounded like you thought I was talking about The Watch. Yeah. Um, so, I, I didn't quite catch that the first time. that We were kind of talking about two different things, I think. Uh, but I wanted to m- cl- clarify that Richard Aoti did not direct The Watch. <laughs> he directed The Double, and he was an actor in The Watch. Um, another little bit of housekeeping... I, if I don't miss my mark, this last Thursday was the last official day of the 2014 Fantasy Movie League. And I know we haven't really touched on it in the last couple oh, yeah. of pods, but that's because the it's pretty much been wrapped up. We know who the winners yeah. are and everything. Um, and that's probably, that, as far as I know, it's John. Yeah. Uh, and we will be discussing that more in depth at a later time, but we are so wrapped up in horror stuff right now that... We're just gonna put a pause on that, but I, and I was think I was hoping in the next week or two to get together and do that big double episode again with Cinema Sidekicks, mm-hmm. and and I thought that would be a perfect time for us to all get together uh, between our two shows and do a fantasy movie league wrap up. Oh, that'd be great! Uh, I'm sure yeah, they I'm I, sure they would be up for it too. Totally. So I figured we'd just save it for that because we have so much horror to get to. I know in our horror special number four. Of four, but I might have miscalculated because actually the next pod will be co- recorded right almost on Halloween. I know. So there might there might be a bonus Halloween pod. So for yeah. all you horror fans out there, <laughs> everybody's cheering, and for you non horror fans, we throw enough non horror in there that you should yeah. be sticking around. <laughs> yeah. Um. So anyway, let's start off like we do every other show and go with the roulette. All right, this uh, is going to be a good one. <laughs> <laughs> this is. Now, also continuing um, with some of our housekeeping, this pod, uh, this last episode's roulette has spawned uh, some rule changes. Yes. Um, we'll get to why in a little bit. But since we do these blind roulettes, and that's what we did last time was a blind roulette. Hold on. Make, making adjustments, always making adjustments. Um, we're making a rule change with the blind roulette, and that is, one of our rules is that you have to watch it all the way through. Well, we're altering that rule, because sometimes you know within the first 10 or 15 minutes, I hate this. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> we've been discussing these rules a little bit, and what we're going to do is, 
um, we're going to say that you can, if it's that bad, you can ditch it. You can do. You have to. You have to do at least thirty minutes, though. Yes, That's yep, for, I agree for for the pick. Um, second chain, you can turn it off, but you have to take one of the other three picks because in a blind roulette we offer up three solid picks. So you have to you have to watch at least one of the three all the way through. Yep. But and again, I the more I thought about it, it makes even more sense because if you get bad on top of bad and you want to take a mulligan and go on to the next one, you've already wasted thirty minutes. Oh yeah, you so could potentially you, yeah you could be you stuck could, for hours. <laughs> three, you could be looking at three and a half four hours if you really screw the pooch. Yeah. Um. So anyway, but I'm we were discussing that I'm totally in favor of all of those rules. Yeah. It's much um, better than, it's much better than, you know, riding bareback on a couple of these where it's just like, <laughs> where it's just like, a Oh, couple of times where it's like, I hate you. I'm, I know. I, I feel my, myself getting a VD watching this movie. <laughs> uh, that was so funny. And you were, you know, I don't want to spoil what's to come, but you, you were texting me and it was, I, it was a, Saturday morning or something, I woke up to angry texts from you. Oh, I was pissed. <laughs> oh, so mad. And I was like, it's not my fault. It was a blind. <laughs> oh, man. But what are you going to do? That's the blind. Anyway. So, um, I've been blathering on for a little bit. I'm going to let you take the lead on the very first oh, uh, review. Uh, okay. You had the double, which we both... Which we both picked yep. in the in the blind last week. We did. Um, and I had uh, haunt her. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, well, I'll, 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 I'll uh, let you go. Yeah. Here we go. Um, the double directed by Richard uh, Aoti, uh, which who I I thought was fantastic in the watch. He was probably the the most. He was the best comedy relief in that movie. Uh, also, uh, just started watching the IT crowd. Fantastic show. Fantastic. And he's in that as well. However, being a good actor does not always make you a good director. Hence, the double. Um, this is a one, another one of those movies that about the first 10-15 minutes you're like, Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. Here we go. This I'm not going to like this. Um, and now this one here, I will give credit to where credit's due on this one. This one here, I think um, there's a certain crowd that would probably really like this movie. It's very self-aware. It's very overacted deliberately. It's very well shot. Um, and it's got a lot of like undertones of what's going on. However, I, I hated the storyline. So on a technical level, it was very well made. It was, it was, I would imagine very well acted. I thought it was, very overacted, but it was supposed to be. Um, but I just, I hated the storyline so, so much. Um, and uh, Jesse Eisenberg was just, oh, I hated him in this. And Mio uh, Wazikowski, or Wazikowski, I think, uh, she was actually in uh, Stoker as well. And she was in... Uh, Alice in Wonderland? Yeah, Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. Um, she was horrible. I, I hated her in this. But again... I think they were just doing what the director was telling them to do, acting like how they were supposed to act. But something about a alternate reality, maybe, I'm not sure, but everybody acts weird, and then uh, a double of Jesse Eisenberg shows up, and he's he's this timid guy that everybody craps on, and then his double shows up, which is 
equally annoying, but not really, not really suave or anything, but everybody likes him. And, um, I, honestly, it's hard for me to tell you a whole lot more about the movie because it, it just slogged on and on. And I'm like, he hates the guy and they're, but they're teaming up to try and hook up with the girl. And, oh, it was so painful. Oh, so that of all of the roulette movies, it's a tie between that one as, and Cosmopolis as the worst of the worst. Uh, but again, this one here, I, I will give credit to this one as being technically well made, and I have a feeling that that and I hate to say the hipster crowd, but I could see the hipster crowd liking that. Yeah, indie, uh, too a little too much indie flavor it's, for its own. It good, is, is what yes, you're it's very very much too indie for its own good. So, uh, and we've got too much other good stuff to deal with, so I don't want to deal any more with that movie. I did okay. not like it. <laughs> okay. No problem. I, I might still give it a moderate chance sometime if I'm really bored or in the mood for that. We're coming up on Oscar season yeah. and uh, that kind of yeah. time period yeah. where I sort of get into watching those yeah. kinds of things. Well, and the, ni- the nice thing is is, is you're going to know. I, this is one of those movies where the first 15 minutes or so, 15, 20 minutes even, it's, you'll know the flavor of the movie. And if you're into it, then you're probably going to like it. But if you're like, ah, oh, this is no, then just it doesn't get better. Trust me. <laughs> okay. So, okay. Well, over to me for my review of Haunter. And for this movie, I will be going to my handy dandy notebook. And you know what that always means. Oh, boy. (laughs) Don't worry, it's not going to be as long as Blood Surf. Takes long drag on Uh, e cigarette now. (laughs) Yeah, right. Oh, boy. Okay. Um,. The story. What is the synopsis of this movie? What is it about? Uh, well, um, a teenage girl wakes up and she's reliving the same day over and over. I was missold this thing on time travel because it's not really time travel, but it is kind of time travel. Are you confused yet? Are you bit, bored yep, yet? Yeah. Are you irritated? <laughs> okay, good. Just want to make sure we're in the right headspace. Uh, and every day she has to repeat the same things with her family, which, which they're kind of uptight parents but not i don't know they would just be classified as boring you know every teenage girl is going oh my parents are like that they're boring oh go do the laundry yeah and then you know she has to repeat this like a groundhog day you know groundhog day kind of gotcha okay um but she can't leave she goes outside and it's just fog everywhere and oh no don't don't leave come back come back okay whatever every day same rigmarole um, now we go to the notes. That's kind of your plot idea of what's beginning. Nothing more annoying than a teenage girl with an attitude. And she has an attitude. And she's 14 and nobody understands me and blah, blah, blah. And she's mm, got, yeah. um, uh, annoying voice in all caps. I actually wrote that in all capitals because she has the most grating, annoying voice that nobody wants to listen to. Um, she everything is <sighs> honey can you go down and get the laundry <sighs> oh man <laughs> okay mom fine mom okay dad <sighs> it's 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 90 minutes of that so she goes down in the basement and while she's bumming around down there she decides i'm sick of repeating this all the time and she suspects that they're all dead anyway and, uh, yeah, if, if you care about spoilers, just turn off, because I don't care. This yeah. movie 
I hated it. Um, <laughs> so what's the natural thing for somebody to do when they think that their whole family is dead and they're living the same day over and over again? You obviously grab an, a Ouija board and start playing around with it. Oh, yes. Of course. Makes no sense. Yeah. No sense whatsoever. <laughs> and, so she does that, and a cup, there are a couple of jump scares, but they're the kind that you can see coming from a mile away. So when they actually start happening, when a couple of them happen, you're like, okay, she's playing with a Ouija board, and there's a lot of reflection in the dead TV. I wonder if somebody's going to be standing behind Oh, look, somebody's standing behind her. Oh, and then she turns around, there's nobody there. Wow, I didn't see that one coming at all. You know what I mean? Like, there's a couple, It's and it's shot well, so that stuff's okay. The technical stuff's okay. <sighs> it was just grating. Then there's tons of crossovers. Do you know what I mean when I say crossovers? That's where the screen goes black, the movie moves on, as Fight Club said, and nobody in the audience has any idea. Okay. There's 50 of them in this movie. There's some strange shit'll happen, and then she'll be like, oh no, and then the screen will fade out, and it'll fade back in, and it's later, and you're just like... What did that mean? What what did that have to do with anything? Why why was there a sparkly light over there? But and they never explain it. All these little weird things happen. They never explain any of it, and you're just like, okay, I guess. Like the entire first half of this movie is completely useless. Completely useless. Next page. <laughs> Again, WTF was that? What? Why that? Question mark. What did that mean? What is? Go I don't understand. What What does that have to do with anything? And now, she's been doing this over and over and over and over and over and over and over. So long now that she should not... And she thinks they're all dead. She should be well aware that crazy shit's happening, so nothing should surprise her, right? It shouldn't be like... Once you've done something that weird, it shouldn't be like... Uh, her dad, suddenly after dinner, lights up a cigarette, and she's like... <gasps> like, she's freaking out. And you're like, what? Why? What? Why are you freaking out about? Nothing's happening. He's smoking. Okay, so he's doing something different. That's not a reason to like shit your pants. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the, oh yeah. And, and, it's, and you're just like, why? Dad, mom. <sighs> oh, I hate this movie. Just hearing you talk about it makes me hate it. Yeah. It, like... So then, the, then there are parts. I'm not done. Then there are parts where where she has reactions that that make. Again, make absolutely no sense. The phone rings. She go and her, the dad goes and answers the phone during dinner, and goes, "Um, honey, it's for you." And she just blank stare, like, "What? The phone's for me? I'm dragging this out on purpose because I want you to know how long it took." <laughs> Slowly, she pushes her chair back and stands, and then just stood at the table and looked at him. Uh. And, and it's like, yeah, go get the phone. Maybe, maybe, maybe that you can figure out what's going on or something. Takes a step. Takes a step. Like nothing scary has happened so far. What are you like? Go get the phone. Just walk over. And, just walk over and get the phone. Just walk over and get the phone. What? For me? Why? Oh, I, I was. I was. Oh. flailing my arms at the screen. I was so mad, because I was, I was just going, go, just go, just go, just, like, there's three minutes of film wasted on you standing up and just dawdling your slow freaking ass over to get, the, just go get the phone. Just stuff like that, where I, I just wanted to punch the screen. 
pokey 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 i have written down it sounds it it sounds like like that is obviously a way to pad the movie i'm guessing that's some just padding i no i don't know i i i think maybe that's they were just mimicking the way that the 14 year old girls react to things i don't i don't know i don't know Simple conversations. She stops and stares and stares and st- she's had these conversations over and over and over with her family. Well, when they would do anything different or, uh, you know, have a different conversation because she's changing conversation, so they would react differently. In a normal conversation, why are you going to fix the car? Oh well, it's not starting. <gasps> oh. uh, honey, honey, are you okay? Do you need something? <sighs> and it's like what. Nothing's happening. Why are you reacting like this? I, I, just, I don't understand. In the end, we find out... This is where I start going spoiler and giving everything away. Um, there's a killer that uh, is living in the house, and it's his house, and he has been stalking girls that live there, and then he got killed, so I think maybe, and became some kind of ghost spirit, and then still tries to kill girls. And then he has... Everybody that he kills, he burned in the basement, and then they all their spirits are trapped in the house from all over time, which is where the time jumping aspect gotcha, comes in. Gotcha. Okay. And then, and then now that they're all dead and ghosts, he's trying to capture their spirits as ghosts so that he can kill them again. Oh, what? Because that ma- it's ghosts trying to kill other ghosts. It makes no freaking sense whatsoever. At that, I mean, at one point he has all the spirit ghosts trapped in a car and he turns on the engine because he's going to kill them by gas in the car. I'm like, they're already dead. They're all already dead. You have three girls from 50 years. Like, this doesn't make any sense. Anyway. Um, part of it, too, was this ghost was possessing the fathers of these families who would then kill their, like, um... Uh, Amityville. Okay. Like, he would possess the fathers of these families and then use the fathers to kill the families. But in the end, they just kept the same actor that was playing this girl's dad. So then it didn't make any sense. Why didn't you have a different actor? This sounds so low-budget, uh, amateur. It was, it was actually shot very, fairly well. And the effects were okay. But the, the story was asinine. It was literally ghosts trying to re-kill this ghost. I, I did. I, it made no sense whatsoever. I guess I'm going to ha- go ahead and have to give this a thumbs down because, unfortunately, I'm not a 14-year-old girl who ha- likes to mope around all day and whine and complain and I just got my period or something. Yeah. <laughs> but if that appeals to you or you, you fit into that uh, tiny dem- demographic, then you should go watch Haunter because it's a good film. <laughs> Big old thumbs down from me, but anyway, yep. enough of that crap. And, yeah. I, I, and then on the other hand, I'm half tempted to go. You know what? Maybe you should watch it. Maybe it's just me. Maybe you would like it. I have no idea. No, if you could no. Make heads or tells of that thing. I I can't. But I, I I I hated the main girl. I hated her, and it was just whining. Why? Oh oh! Just shut up! Shut up! Shut up! I wanted her to die. Yeah. Yep. Nope. It, that's all it takes. There's there's too much other stuff on Netflix that's that probably sucks that we need to wade through that I don't want to waste my time. Nope. And speaking <laughs> of which, we have decided that for this 
uh, next episode of the roulette, we will be doing a blind Netflix horror edition in honor yep. of Halloween. And since it's so hard for me to find you a, a horror film you haven't seen, I have amassed no less than seven picks here. <laughs> and I've got six for you, so we're if good. I can't, if I can't find three out of here, then you're just going to have to rewatch something. Because yeah. that's yep. the best I could do. <laughs> oh, no, well, the nice thing anyway. is there's, there's, so many, there's so many new ones coming out on, uh, on Netflix on a regular basis that I can't keep up. And there's, there's, it just seems like Netflix is just bombarded with these movies from 2012, 13, 14 that you've never heard of before that you just pop up. And every now and then there's a gem in the rough and that's what we're looking for. And a handful of these I have actually heard of and, and added, and some of them look good, but I just haven't taken the plunge and I'm, but I did try and read up on them a little bit so that they are, uh, somewhat legit. Yeah. Um, that being said, I'm going to let you go ahead and go first since I've been blabbering okay. on again. Okay, so your choices are... Uh, I've got two uh, two selections here, two, two categories, uh, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to... I want you to have an option to... Actually, now that I count them here, I have seven. I want to read all of them off to you. Uh, I'll so, do the same then. Since we're okay. seven and seven, I'll do the yeah. same, so go ahead. Okay, so horror pick... Ho- the horror pack one is new release horror. Horror Pack 2 is old school horror. Okay. And by old school horror, we're talking uh, 70s. Uh, the new ones are 2000... I would guess 2012, 13, 14. So, of the new ones, we've got Mr. Jones that just Jones. came out. Yeah, just... It, it, they just has came a out on, tree, tree on the cover? Yep. I almost added that one for you, but I didn't. Uh, okay, well... Okay. Uh, and because we have so many, I'm gonna, the synopsises are going to be really quick. Um, a young couple moves to the woods and soon finds their nightmares and reality are colliding. And it's a found footage movie. So there's option one. Option okay. two is uh, Contracted. Contracted made my list as well. Okay. And they, which I think that if, if we haven't seen them, that that's fair game, I think. No, I, I completely agree. The only ones that we have to cross off is if we've seen them already. Yeah. This one here, a young girl con- uh, contracts what she thinks is a sexually transmitted disease, but it's actually something much worse. Uh, and there and was a little... I, I would jump in just for a sec. Uh, doing research on that one, there was a little bit of conflict because the Netflix synopsis says it's a, she contracts it after a one-night stand, and the Wikipedia page said that uh, the people, the producers of the movie, are mad at, at somebody for having that because it's supposedly after a rape. Oh. So that would change it quite a bit, I think. Yeah, so it I'm would, surprised, yeah. I'm surprised there's a question mark there, but anyway, there's a bit of controversy with that. I just thought I'd throw that out there. Gotcha, okay. Um, third one is antisocial. Uh, five university friends gather at a house party to ring in the new year. Unbeknownst to them, an epidemic has erupted outside, causing outbreaks around the world. Uh, thought that sounded kind of interesting. And then the last one on the new release ones is called Dead Within. And um, that one there, uh, six months after the outbreak, a man and woman have survived by isolating themselves in a remote cabin, starving, starved for resources. They must confront the horrors that threaten them from outside as well as from inside. And that one there actually supposedly has gotten some uh, some thumbs up from the horror community. So, But who knows? That... that that's to be determined. Yeah, which, ho- which which horror community? <laughs> exactly, yeah. 
So those are the those are the new ones. The older ones. Uh, I'm gonna start with the Dunwich Horror. I've always wanted to watch that, but uh, I just never did. From 1970. Uh, let's see here. It is uh, Wilbur Waitley pops over to the Arc Arcana. Oh boy, something something University to borrow the legendary Necronomicon and. Uh, little does anyone know that that guy isn't quite human, I guess, something like Boy, that. Boy, that one's already, that one's already going to be hard to beat. <laughs> yeah, Necronomicon, I'm like, ooh. Yeah, nice. Necronomicon, uh, I'm in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next up is Crucible of Horror. I've heard of that. Yeah, me too. Um, that one there, uh, it's also known as The Corpse. <laughs> Uh, a mother and daughter hatch a scheme to murder their family's domineering and sadistic patriarch. What was the year on that? 1971. Uh, I'm going to take Dunwich Horror. Well, uh, there's one more left. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, it's going to have to work hard to beat ne- Necronomicon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the last one is called The Comeback. And that was from 1978. Uh, a singer holds up at a sinister estate to write new songs for his act. The ghost of his murdered wife begins to haunt him. Then the person who actually kills her shows up at the mansion. So yeah, is there is there a Necronomicon in that one? There is not. Nope, I'll take Dunwich Horror. <laughs> <laughs> at the very least, even if it sucks, it's going to have that early seventies gothic exactly, feel to it. Exactly yeah, so. why I'm willing to jump on board. <laughs> and that one there has been in my Netflix queue for the longest time, but I just have not jumped on it yet. But so there you go. I'm I'm that's interesting. I, it's interesting that we only crossed on one. I thought we might cross on a couple, but Me too. Yeah, I figured uh, too. We'll see. Let me see here. Let me get my list up. Okay, are you ready, sir? I'm ready. I got seven picks for you as well, six now that you have contracted. Um yep. And okay, from 2013, Jug Face. Saw it. You Dang it. <laughs> and, Was it any and, good? And I, I'm gonna throw this out there. That's a good movie. Yes. Oh, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave that on the list then. Uh, synopsis on that. Um, the story follows a teen who is pregnant with her brother's child and tries to escape from a backwoods community, um, but discovers that they want to sacrifice her to a creature in a pit. That movie is total gem in the rough there. It is bizarro, and it's okay. good. Yep, that's oh, a thumbs up. I'm definitely going to give that one a shot then. Okay, next up, I don't think... I know I've talked to you about this one before, but I don't think that you've watched it. And it's actually leaving Netflix on the 31st. Oh, okay. And this is from 2009. It's called The Skeptic. Huh. No? No, I have not starring, seen it. Uh, starring Tim Daly, Zoe Saldana, and Tom Arnold. Um, and it's about a... Uh, let me see here. Synopsis. It's about a guy that inherits... Um, an attorney who inherits a seemingly haunted house, though he does not believe in the supernatural. And I remember seeing the trailer, and it really creeped me out. Like, it looked like it had that gem in the rough potential. Okay, hmm. next, next up... From 2011 is a film called Hollow. Okay. On holiday, on holiday in the English countryside, two young couples uncover an ancient evil, and I think it's about a hollow in a tree. The cover is this tr- gnarled n- tree that has a skull face and a couple of nooses thrown over it. Um, but another one that, again, synopsis, and it's got a six-one on IMDb, so it's in the positive. 
Um, but it looked 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 very interesting. Yeah, I'm looking at the cover right now on uh, IMDb, and that's that's one that I've I've gone across. I've I've seen that one there, and I've like, hmm, okay, <laughs> okay. Next up, because <laughs> um, I just feel one of us should watch this movie is Sadako, which is Ooh. would technically be a Ringu four, I believe, or three depending on how you look at it. There was Ringu, Ringu 2, then Ringu yep. Zero, which was a prequel, and then Sadako. I've only seen 1, 2, and 0. I own all three of them. I like all three of them. They're all good. Even Zero had moments that were just insanely scary. Yeah. Uh, but I have not taken the dive on this fourth one yet. And it's um, the spiteful ghost of Sadako, a murdered woman whose body was thrown down a well, reaches internet... Uh, searching, reaches into the internet, searching for a host in order to live once again. Sort of, she goes viral, which yeah. um, so I'm kind of shaky on the, oh, she goes viral on the internet. I know, but yeah. It, but uh, at the same time, it's from the same guy that made the ring. So I, I'm like, oh, I gotta, uh, maybe it's good, maybe. <laughs> um, next we have from 2010, uh, a movie called The Reeds. Okay, saw that one. Okay, I yep. figured this one, if there was one that you might... Because this was the eight films to die for. Yep, and I, I, yeah, I tried to watch all of those. That one was terrible. Ugh, oh, and, and see, I watched the trailer. And this is one that I just threw on in case I needed a backup. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I saw the trailer, and then I saw the eight films to die for, and I was like, okay, you're already down a peg. And then <laughs> I, I got three-fourths of the way through the trailer, and I was like, you just showed me the whole movie. I'm done. Yeah. Um. A uh, weekend boating party turns to a nightmare for a group of young Londoners when they stumble upon a terrifying secret hidden in the reeds. Anyway, lastly, and this one might... I don't know where to put this one, because the cover on um, Netflix screams horror, but everything else I, I look into about it says biography drama mm. thriller. Um, from 2009, it's called The Countess. A 17th century Hungarian countess embarks on a murderous undertaking with the belief that bathing in the blood of virgins will preserve her beauty. And that's written and directed by Julie Delpy, who's a Oh, yeah. Big, yeah, that's a... And William Hurt's in it, Daniel Bruhl. So some big names in that one, but like I said, not sure where that one falls, but I thought, yeah, I, mean, I need extras in there to cover my, yeah. <laughs> cover my rear when uh, picking horror for Eugene. Um, huh. So there you go, sir. There's a bit of a spread. Yeah. Um, it's not like I don't have a lot of... I don't really have old and new, but I have a spread of uh, countries. You do, yeah. Um, boy, I'll tell you, it's it's actually between uh, contracted, because I actually thought that, that that sounded pretty good. Um, it's between that one and The Hollow, because The Hollow has been on my list for the longest time, um, and I'm just like, nah, is it... I'm I'm tempted by both of those as well, but I want to throw in there again, the skeptic will be gone on Friday. That's true. Yeah, um, I think that I am going to try uh, the hollow. Okay, now there's another thing here we need to do. Since we've given seven picks, we need to narrow this down to three. Yes. Uh, to to comply with our new rules. Yes. Um, I guess that I should go first. I I will take Dunwich Horror as my first. Uh, Mr. Jones, I will take, and Antisocial. Okay. I'll take those three. Okay. Um, and 
I don't know. Again, Contracted looked good enough. The only reason I haven't picked that one is because it looked good enough that I would maybe watch that on my own anyway. Yeah. Whereas uh, this is all about pushing, push, I know. pushing yeah. the person to watch it. Yeah. Well, and again, like I said, the, the, the Hollow has been on there for the longest time. I'm like, eh. So it, this is pushing me to watch it. I like that. Okay. Um, so you're gonna. What are you gonna take? Uh, hollow Contracted. Because I again the the uh, Contracted. I'm like, ah, should I? Um, but because the other one, uh, Skeptic, ends uh, on the 31st, that would be my third choice if the other two are complete dogs. Okay. And you don't have to go in that order, too. If you, I, I say if you mulligan on the first one, you can take. it's up to you. Gotcha. Okay. Good, good idea. So you have Contracted, Hollow, and Skeptic. All yep. right. I like Anything this. I, 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 I like, this way, we're going to be able to get through a little bit more of the shit. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. And I won't have to sit through any more Haunter because my it took me... It, it, three trips to get through that thing. And, it was, and it, most of the time I was sitting there thinking, I could be watching this, I could be watching this, instead oh, I'm watching yep. this bullshit. That's what I was feeling with the double. I'm like, oh, it's it's October, I'm, I'm, I'm already short on horror movies because I'm going through Game of Thrones, and I'm watching this. Oh. <laughs> so. Oh, that's great. Okay. Um, so let's move on to our next segment of the best horror of the last however many years. Uh, this this episode we're going to focus on 1999 through 2003. Um, is it your turn? My turn? I don't even know where uh, we're at. Let's see. Yeah, I'm not even spinning yeah. plates over here. Yeah. Uh, uh, you go ahead. You go ahead. Okay. Do, okay. do 99, and I'll I'll skip from there. Okay. Uh, 1999. First and foremost uh, to me. The best thing that uh, came out of 1999, and there's a bunch of good ones here, but the best thing, at least the most influential for me, was The Blair Witch Project. Agreed. Um, uh, it may not be the absolute best of the bunch here, but it was so influential that it people are still... And the movie that I just, I just picked, I'm guessing the way it sounds, that's a found footage movie. I could be wrong, uh, but they're still making found footage movies, and Blair Witch Project is one of the originators, so... Uh, that and, and it the thing is, it's a good movie. It scared the daylights out of me back when I saw it, and I think it's still a very effective movie. Um, anything to add to that, or pretty much? I, I completely agree. I, I have nothing more to add to it. I remember seeing it in the theater and being a little shaky on it, but it still scared the absolute crap out of me. But um, upon rewatching it more and more, yeah, it totally holds up. Yeah, that last uh, the last ten minutes or so is are oh, it's just. Uh, yeah, nerd. there's a little, there's a little bit of uh, the biggest negative, I guess I would say, is a little bit of frustration with since we were more raised in the country where these idiots are wandering through the woods and we're going, oh, you guys are dumb. Why don't yeah, you just I do know. this? Or why don't you just do this? Or why don't you, you know? Or when that guy said he threw the map in the creek, wouldn't you be like, okay, I'm gonna murder you now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, those are minor complaints. Yeah. The movie still works very yeah, well. It does. Uh, next up for me is uh, the uh, Japanese movie Audition. Yep. From Takeshi Mike. That movie is fantastic. It's slow burn. The first half of the movie, you're thinking you're watching a almost a romantic hookup movie, and then Act Two takes a not even it, it's it goes way beyond sinister. It it sinister turn. It gets into just it's all of a sudden such a drastic hardcore turn has one of the greatest jump scare uh, jump scare and cuts to the to the second half of the movie. I loved it. 
And that scene that you're talking about was in Empire. Is I think this last issue where they were they're doing lists every month, um, and one of them was the 25 scariest moments in cinema, and that was one of them. The, it's it's I, the, great. The, the, the phone and the bag. The bag. If you've, the, oh, you've, if you've seen man. the movie, you know what we're talking about. Yep. Um, <laughs> and if you a, haven't, that's a total checklist. You need yep, to see Audition. Yep. Um, so, uh, because there's so many movies, I'd love to spend more time on a lot of these because they're such... We're not rushed tonight. We're, if this is going to be a two-hour pod, it's going to be a two-hour okay, pod. Okay. Go ahead. I don't care. <laughs> but yeah, Audition... And Audition, I would say, is one that, while it is very, very horror, it's um, it also kind of crosses over into um, people that maybe aren't as into horror might get into it just because it, it's very well made and it's almost art house in its approach. Um, I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. The more I watch it, the more I like it, actually. The first time I watched it, I'm like, oh, it was so slow. And then the second half was so bizarre and it didn't really make sense. But that's okay. It it works. It works doing it that way. I that it did get a little dodgy at the very end. Where they were, is it a dream? Is it not a dream? Exactly. Didn't they? Yeah. Didn't they? And I don't they think did. I've. I don't even think I've seen that movie twice, and I own it. Oh man! <laughs> I, I can't. I can't bring myself to watch it again because it's yeah. so. Yeah. Need it's a un- shower afterward. Yep. Um, okay. Well, next up is uh, I'm just going to go down my list at this point. Uh, next up, Deep Blue Sea. It's. You, you, it's so funny. You went one, two, three. We're three for three right now. <laughs> and I, you, I know I'll steal it for a minute because sure. I know what you're going to say. I know that this movie gets hated on as a bad movie and everything, but this movie is friggin' fun. Oh, it is. There's, it's just fun. I, I dig it. It's, it's yeah. a overblown monster movie, but it kind of works. I don't it know. Does. It does. It does work. LL Cool J's in it. He's funny. Just he's the cast hilarious. is good. Yeah, and there's a couple of great scenes where you're like, oh, that character is no longer with us. That's okay. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but the CGI, even for back then, I think the CGI works really good. It was mm-hmm. a good movie. I mean, it's 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 barely horror, but it, it falls into this. It was number three on my list. <laughs> yeah. So next up, uh, and I will be surprised if this is not on your list, that would be uh, House on Haunted Hill. That's number four. Keep on going right down my list. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, House on Haunted Hill is the remake of the old Vincent Price movie, uh, redone. Uh, Dark Castle did it. Or they were the producers, and it still holds up today. It's a great, scary horror movie. It's it, This is one where if you are not a fan of horror movies, you're not going to like this movie because it is Balls out horror movie. It's brutal. Yeah, I mean, these guys are staying overnight in an insane asylum. Uh, it's it's just brutal. The ending yeah. it gets a little weird. Yeah, um, and if I encourage you, if you haven't seen the original Vincent Price version, you should check it out because it holds up. I, I bought like a fifty pack of horror. Yeah, uh, classics, and it was in there. I was like, I'll give it a shot. It's a pretty good movie. It's yeah. a pretty good movie. I gotta admit. Yeah, and then the the nineteen ninety nine the remake. I I was blown away when I saw that in the theater. And I remember, I think that that was the year there was two Haunted House movies. It was that and uh, Jean de Bont's The Haunting, which I thought was just terrible. Terrible oh, now, movie. Come clean. We both liked that the first time we saw oh, it. Oh, yeah. It was oh, a yes. good movie. Yes. And then years later, we rewatched it, and it was just god-awful. Yeah. But this one here, not so much. This one here holds up. Uh, but anyway, yeah. House on Haunted Hill, if you're a horror fan, great movie. Um... Uh, my next pick is a movie called Resurrection from director Dan O'Bannon. And if you know who Dan O'Bannon I'm, is... 
I know who that, Dana Bannon is, but I'm not familiar with Resurrection. Resurrection is uh, it's a total gem in the rough that should have got a big theatrical release, did not. The main star of the movie is a um, guy uh, that played the lead vampire in Fright Night, the original Fright Night. Oh, okay. Chris, yeah, I know you're t- I don't, yeah. Chris something. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Chris, yeah, um, but it's very, very love. Well, it's based on a H.P. Uh, Lovecraft story. Okay. So it's got it's got that reanimator type feel going on, uh, but if you haven't seen it, check it out. It is a great movie. I'm great adding movie. it to my list, my yeah. all powerful list right yeah. now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Resurrection, very very good movie. The ending is just batshit crazy. I loved it. Um, moving on here, next up, Stir of Echoes with uh, Kevin Bacon. I, th- I thought about adding that one, but it doesn't hold up as well on rewatch. I mean, it's still, it see, de- I, it, it's still a decent flick, but it's sort of like, I don't know. It's decent, but it's it's very PG-13. Oh, and yeah. That stands out quite a bit in the rewatch. Yeah. But I figured you'd probably add it. So. Yeah, that was back in the day. I haven't seen that movie since it was probably first released on DVD, so it's been probably at least 10 years since I've seen it. But I enjoyed it uh, for what it was. It had some great creepy moments, and Kevin Bacon's always fun to watch. Uh, so that gets a that gets a thumbs up. Um, next one, I've got two more, and then I'm done. Sleepy Hollow, Tim Burton's Sleepy Hollow, one of Tim Burton's best movies. I thought I loved uh, Sleepy Hollow. Uh, that's one of his very few that I really like. Yes, I'm very curious about what else you have left because I think you missed a couple, but we'll see. Okay, well, <laughs> I am positive the one, the last one that I have you uh, have not seen and probably have never heard of. So, <laughs> well, then you might you might have missed three of them, but go. Well, on. <laughs> uh, but well, yeah, Sleepy Hollow. You know the story. It's yeah. Tim Burton. It's Tim Burton's take on it. Johnny Depp is weird in it, of course. No uh, way. Yeah, yeah. Christopher Walken is perfect in the movie. He is great in the movie. Um, but that and like that and Pee Wee's Big Adventure are probably my two favorite Tim Burton movies. Um, highly recommend Sleepy Hollow. It's one of Tim Burton's darkest movies. And it earns its R rating, and I like that. It's 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 just nasty. Um, so my last movie is a uh, homage to the Italian giallo uh, subgenre, and uh, it's a movie called uh, Colobos. Never and heard of it. It's a low budget movie about this girl who's got some uh, psychological problems that goes to this apartment to shoot this. Um, uh, it's almost like um, oh, that stupid MTV show where everybody gets together in in a and lives together in an apartment for yeah, uh, real okay. world, real world, yeah. So this this troubled lady and this a couple other people get together in this apartment, and the house is full of booby traps, and they all start vi- dying in horribly gruesome ways, and they're they're supposed to stay there for a certain amount of time, and then they get money or whatever. It's so. Bizarro and totally Italian, although it's an American-made movie, I believe. Uh, but it's it's such a cool little gem in the rough to me. Sounds like the way that we all wish uh, that MTV show would actually go. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and that does it for mine. I, I spent way too much time. I no, you're fine. We are in no rush this evening. Um, okay, you missed three by my count. Um, and two of them... I'm a little insulted that you didn't pick, but that's okay. Okay. Uh, first of all, Ringu 2. Okay. Which uh, was I, a solid, solid flick, but not one that I'm going to be like, Eugene, how dare yeah. you miss that one? But uh, this next one, you and I went and saw in the theater in Worcester, 
Um, I believe it made about $150,000 that weekend and was out of the theaters in about four days. I missed Ravenous? <laughs> you, missed re- <laughs> you missed Ravenous, 1999. Oh, man. <laughs> Cannibal movie uh, oh. of a sort, but fantastic gem in the rough. Yeah. Way underseen, crazy, awesome movie. Uh, and lastly, one of your old um, roulette picks, Virus. Ooh, okay. Yeah, especially Ravenous. Ravenous is a glaring omission <laughs> on my end. Yeah. yeah, Virus gets a thumbs up from me, definitely. Um, yeah. But but especially, like, Ravenous, of all of the ones that I just said, uh, that's up there in the top three. I, I figured that one would be... Damn. Would be uh, <laughs> ouch. <laughs> that's okay. Okay, let's move on to 2000. I have for the year 2000, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight... How about you? Uh, for 2000, I have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, uh, 1, 2, 3, 8. Oh, interesting. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, here we go. Um, now, this one, I almost, to start off, I almost hated this movie the first time I watched it. I gave it a second chance, maybe, be, probably because you, I don't know, but somebody told me I should give it a second shot. And this is one that is best viewed... Um, from a distance from its original, and that's Blair Witch 2, Book of Shadows. Yep. A lot of... Uh, this thing is way overhated, and it's got its slow parts and its confusing parts and whatever, but just as a standalone kind of film, that's a pretty good movie, and I really... I, I defend that one. That's... I want to defend that one. Anyway. Yeah. Um, the original Final Destination, that's pretty it's big. Yeah. I don't need to spend a lot of time on that. That's a good movie. I like the sequel a lot more, but that's okay. Agreed. Yep. Um, <laughs> Hollow Man. Uh, ooh, I did not have that one on my list. I, I, I would say that Borderline qualifies as a slasher flick. I oh, mean, yes. It, I mean, oh, it, yeah. I mean, horror-wise, it's not like... I don't know. It's not the biggest horror movie. It's more science fiction, but yeah. it still had its... Uh, you know... But it's no. got the it's got the Paul Verhoeven gore and the the ickiness in it to it. Yeah, that that <laughs> that falls in there. Okay. Uh, Juon one and two were both released this year, and though I'm not talking about Juon the Grudge one and two, I'm talking about Juon one and two, which the were t- I believe TV originally TV show. Yeah. And I, I those weren't the best. I like the Grudge one and two were way better, um, but I far I, I figure it's worth a honorable mention at least uh, next up lost souls winona yep. ryder totally no, s- oh yeah that yeah i missed that one great movie okay. totally solid flick saw that uh, with you in the theater actually yep great ending uh that thing got way more horror than we thought it was going to. oh yeah i loved the ending of that thing that was great Oh, that ending makes the movie. That last 20 minutes. And I, I watched it. It's been a while, but I, I've watched it within the last five years. And I was surprised how... I, I remember that ending being like the last five minutes where all hell breaks loose, uh, a la Rosemary's Baby and yeah. uh, House of the Devil and all that. It's actually kind of like the last 25. Like, it's yeah. a, it is it is going from one bad scenario to another of like... I can't believe this is happening. I can't believe this is happening. I can't believe this. It just yeah. keeps going and going and going. It builds and it's it, it, it works. It's good. Yeah, agreed. Um, now, this one I will be surprised if you have on your list. Uh, Vampire Hunter D, Bloodlust. Yep, don't have that one on my list. Animated film. I think you might have seen it, though. Oh, yes, no? I did. Yes. Okay. Yep. 
It's an animated film, and it's actually a sequel to Vampire Hunter D, which was made at a time when anime was very, uh, I don't want, is it young? Should I say young? Early 80s, so they didn't have the budget for it, and uh, the animation is dodgy, and I didn't care for the first one that much, but the sequel... The sequel is freaking balls, man. It is yeah. awesome. It's vampires, werewolves, witches, night hunters. It is everything. It is yeah. so awesome. Yeah, I was love good. that movie. I love it. Um, this one, I'll be shocked if it's not on your list. Actually, his last two. Uzumaki. Oh, man, yeah, I, I missed that one. <laughs> you missed okay. Uzumaki? Uh, you owned that movie. I, and I, I was the one that turned you on to that movie. Yes, you were. That thing is nuts. Ah, uh, and I, I was I was straining to remember what how, what it was all about because I don't own it. And actually, oh, coming, coming, coming across its title again, I was like, I, I want to watch that right now. But <sighs> World of the Spirals, it's a Asian film and just insane, but yeah. so creepy and uh, I don't even, do you remember what the plot was? Uh, I, something I, about just uh, the, the the whole spiral thing. In, it's I just, just remember there are spirals. Yeah. Uh, every now and then on, on certain scenes, you could just see these spirals everywhere and people getting sucked into them for no reason. I it, loved that movie. <laughs> And it's so yep. insane. Yep, that's a gem in the uh, That was one that I can't believe I overlooked. I, I didn't see that one. And yep. lastly, this is one of my beloved, one of my all-time, all-time favorite films. This would be my number one zombie film of all time, Versus. Yep, that's on my list, of course. I absolutely adore this film, and I so bad when a Blu-ray re- release. Be- I don't even know if there's one out there. I haven't looked. No, but there isn't. I, I, I'm still I'm still on a uh, import DVD that sucks, and it's so blocky now. Even on my system, like we've talked about before, yeah. your system uh, DVDs look bad. My system, they look good. This is one that's so old on my system. It looks so it looks VHS ba- worse than oh. VHS. It's so blocky, but. A fantastic film. I absolutely love it. It's reincarnation, time travel, zombies. Yeah, that movie uh, it, kicked it, ass. It kicks so much ass. Um, I absolutely love that film. If you have not seen Versus, check it out. That's one that I feel uh, a lot of a, a lot of first time directors that just have this. Uh, what do I say? It's, they like Sam Raimi. Evil Dead is a great example where it's like they've got so much going for them and they just throw everything in the kitchen sink in and it just it just the planets align and it works and versus is one of those low budget but everything works in it so well i yeah, love this that. was and this was directed by ryu kitamura who went yes. on to make uh what we talked about in this series was um midnight meat train that yes. was his first american one but yeah he's made he's made a string of films that uh would not necessarily qualify as horror and i've really liked a lot of his films there there are definitely some misses in there yeah uh, but for the most part i'm a fan of that guy yeah big time yeah me too me too so what did i miss in 2000 um uh one you missed that i'm kind of surprised is uh bless the child i thought about adding that one but i was like that's what i'm here don't faint but that my dad, who hates horror, I know, lo- yeah, <laughs> loves that movie, and so I've, I've seen it more than uh, the time we went to the theater. <laughs> yeah, and it, eh, it doesn't <laughs> hold up so well. But it's—I I really dig the storyline and everything. But 
Uh, yeah. I didn't add it. Okay. Um, for me, uh, next one would be a movie called Cherry Falls. And uh, that is a slasher movie. I'm gonna just going to pull it up on IMDb here. That one got uh, butchered by the uh, MPAA, of course. Uh, and it's got... Uh, Hold on here. I'm going to pull this up. Cherry Falls. Brittany Murphy and Jay Moore are the two leads in it. And it's directed by uh, uh, Jeffrey Wright. Yeah. Talk about names pulled out of a hat. I know, I know. But it's uh, a killer is uh, killing virgins. So there, And they yeah. cast Brittany Murphy? Yeah. <laughs> but it, it is such a... Like, it was... Obviously, they were riding on the uh, success of Scream. But it's very much its own little monster. And it's it's a really cool movie. And it's underseen, and I really dug it. And Jay Moore is just weird in it. Surprise, surprise. Just so, weird, period. Yes, so Cherry Falls. Uh, next up for me is, here's my trauma movie, Citizen Toxie. <laughs> uh, and again, you know, I, I was shocked to discover all those on Netflix, and I was like, everybody talks about that fourth one. I really need to go watch it. It's it been, really uh, is cool, yeah. It, it's it's batshit insane. Uh one of the reasons that is that it's actually on here is because I watched the making of on the DVD and to see what they go through to make these movies on such a low budget and just how trauma does does things is so fascinating to me and it's so it's so not right like but it works like I mean the actors are treated like complete shit <laughs> um, but something about it just something about it makes the movie all the better to know what they go through. Yeah. Uh, so, but the movie is funny, and it's so it's it's in such horrible taste um, that I have to include it here just as a you know such a low budget movie, but it, it works with what it's trying to do. Um, next up is Pitch Black. Yeah, uh, I okay. Thought, I, yeah, I know it's, I, it's it's teetering on the just it's sci-fi. It's way more sci-fi than horror. No, but. It, it definitely has its horror roots. I just yeah. uh, I don't know. I just I guess I didn't bother. It's probably too big. I I don't know. I just yeah. didn't think yeah. about it. But they, they, I love the movie. You know yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'm not going to spend much time on that. It's a great movie. If you haven't seen it, watch it. Come on. Uh, and the last one is probably of all of the 2000s. This is my favorite one, and that is Hellraiser Inferno, and that's Scott Derrickson's first movie. That was his oh, first shit. movie that he made, uh, and it is one of my, if not my favorite Hellraiser movie other than the original. In fact, it is. That's my favorite Hellraiser movie other than Part 1. I would even pick that over Hellbound Hellraiser Part 2. I thought that Inferno, the storyline is so cool. The acting is is great. Uh, I, I loved it, and I like the fact that, and I actually hit on this on my own show, is that this was done with a script that originally was not a Hellraiser movie. This was its own script that... Uh, Miramax uh, took and tweaked and made it into a Hellraiser movie and it really it doesn't necessarily have to be a Hellraiser movie but it, it works in that world but uh, this this is another one of those movies that shows what a talented director can do with a very low budget uh, this was his first movie and then he's going on to do uh, he's practically the king of the low budget if you listen to those uh, he did a double episode pod with uh, Kevin Smith, where he interviews directors that I sent you, and you yes. need to listen to. I know, I still have and it on my computer. Yep. After listening to that, I was like, I want to own every Scott Derrickson movie ever made, <laughs> just so I can support him. Anything he makes, I will go see. Did he talk uh, about Hellraiser Inferno on there at all? Yes, absolutely. He talked about everything, his whole yeah. entire career. And it, yeah. it made me 
absolutely love the guy because that yeah. guy is a no-budget filmmaker. He makes his movies for like three million bucks, and then occasionally somebody somebody threw him the that Keanu Reeves Alien remake thing, and he talks about how much contra- ah, oh, derail. Sorry, yeah, rabbit trail. But um, I'm a big fan of that. Which episode was that of? cinema's soft underbelly that we can catch the hellraiser chat oh boy i want to say that Number was five or six it's it's uh the, in the title <laughs> it, in the title it's hellraiser so it's yeah, hellraiser yeah just, yeah, just look okay. for the hellraiser one but i yeah i pimp uh inferno on that one that's a great movie really okay. really is so that's it for 2000 for me um then 2001 is your turn okay uh starting off with the best of like out of all of them, I have one, two, three, four, five, and my I have, favorite. I have four. Okay. And I would I would bet all of them. I have three. I'd say three of mine are on yours. Okay. Well, we're gonna get the the biggest one out of the way right away, and that's Brotherhood of the Wolf. Number one. Yeah. Yep. Fantastic movie. I love that movie. Me too. Um, if you haven't seen it, just watch it. It's it's. A whole bunch of different genres all thrown into a blender, and it spits out this crazy French werewolf kung fu. <laughs> werewolf kung fu sort of French demon. something. It's yeah, I loved it. That was it's such a nuts. cool it's, movie. Yeah, it's so great. And I like the fact that you and I saw that in the theater, and I think that uh, your sister and at that time boyfriend walked out. <laughs> I don't remember that part. Yes. I remember you and I seeing it in the theater, but. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Great movie. Yeah, so uh, next up for me, Jeepers Creepers. That's number two. Yep, that movie was another one that uh, I am surprised at how old that movie is now. That still holds up. The acting is great. The creature is fantastic. The effects are uh, just the whole buildup, the whole story is is great. I loved it. I thought it was a, a great creature feature. And I, I actually had a lot of reservations after my first viewing, but in subsequent viewings, I've kind of come around. Yeah. I, and again, I, didn't, I never gave it a thumbs down, but I just I bumped it up a little more with repeat viewings. Again, yeah. that, that second act, uh, it, the horror, it takes a downturn, and then the ending, it falls off a bit for me. But that first half is oh, man. crazy. It's so yeah, awesome. with the, with the truck, it's great. Yeah, I loved yeah. it. Um, and then I have Session 9. Number three. Yep. Great psychological thriller. Uh, that's another one that I would say, if you're not a huge horror fan, uh, still give that one a chance because it's a very, very well-made movie and you don't have to be a horror fan to enjoy it. It's creepy, um, but uh, Session 9 is just a fantastic uh, slow burn. Is there something supernatural or is it some guy going crazy? But it's it's a great haunted house type movie. I urge anyone out there that is even remotely interested in hor- the horror genre, check that movie out. It's very, very good. Um, two more for me. Uh, 13 Ghosts, which barely made it on the list, but it was good enough. I enjoyed it for what it was. Uh, it's not that scary, but it's got cool effects, and it's kind of fun. And I just It, it, has, like, it has its moments of things it does, you should yeah. see. It didn't make my list, but it's still... There's a couple moments in there that are pretty gnarly. <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then the last one for me was a movie from Stuart Gordon called Dagon. Uh, I really liked that movie. It's it, that one of all the H.P. Lovecraft adaptions. I would think that that one there falls most in line with with his writings. It just it, it just is 
everything about it just screams H.P. Lovecraft. The creatures in it, the, it's it's constantly raining in the movie. It's this this boat, uh, this couple of people on a boat uh, get shipwrecked and they land on this island, and the island is full of people that are kind of fish-like, and it's because they're worshiping some fish god demon thing underwater. And there's tentacles, and there's fish gills, and there's slime and water, and it's gross, and I liked it. <laughs> now, I have a couple questions about this movie. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, the cover. Was the cover kind of bluish, purple, and a guy with a mouthful of teeth? Yes, that's the one. Did you originally like that movie? Because no, I, I did seemed, not. Okay, no, I, I did not like that. being at the... Uh, video rental store when such a thing existed and asking you is this a good movie and you saying how much you hated it uh yeah so well that's because it yeah, came around okay. i did i did it's one of those where you have to just look past some of the bad acting because they have obvious either sp- some sort of foreign actors that are trying to be american and it's like Ugh. so i should love it in that italian 70s yes, way yes okay. if you if you can no, think that's of it fine I, I haven't seen it i have no idea i have nothing yeah. to go on with this i, I oh, was just but it's, wondering if we were if i was remembering the same movie yeah but it's just slimy and very wet when you're when the movie's done you're like oh i don't want to see that much rain again in a movie ever and <laughs> but it was cool and it just very much what i would consider hp lovecraft would have probably got a kick out of it so anyway okay. that's that's 2001 the only thing I think you missed was my horror pick of the week from last week, which was Cairo. Oh, that was, yeah. that was 2001. Fantastic film. Anyway, okay, well, it's time to move into the epic 2002. Yeah. Okay, 2002. I have uh, about 13 picks for this year. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> I got a lot. This was a good year, and going over it, I, it made me want to watch a bunch of these movies over again. Um, many big ones in here, but they deserve mentions. First off, 28 Days Later. Yep. Absolutely fantastic film. If you haven't seen that, what is wrong with you? Get on with it. Watch it. Yeah. It's great. Uh, Blade 2. Uh, uh, does it deserve mention? Absolutely. But I hesitated. But, you know, at the end, then I went, you know what? It's vampires all over the place. Blood, guts, kung fu. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, Bubba Hotep. Now, that would ah. be a lot of people. A lot of people consider that gem in the rough, very kind of low budget, and it was. But at the same time, it got a lot of hype and heat. A lot of people know about that movie. If you haven't seen Bubba Hotep, you should check it out. And the prim- the, the synopsis would tend to steer you away, but it's uh, old people in an old folks' home being crazy, and is there a spook about? We don't know. Bruce Campbell? It, that yeah. should get you in as a horror fan right away. Yeah, and that, that one there, if, uh, if I can just chime in here, that's directed by Don Coscarelli, and he did the Phantasm series. Oh my gosh, I didn't know that that yeah. he directed that. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, next up, I have from the director of The Ring, who comes in with his, uh, what should be a sophomore slump, because most directors brick when they on the second one, when they rule on the first one, Hideo Nakata's Dark Water. He mm. knocked it out of the park with The Ring, and in my opinion, knocked it right back out of the park with Dark, dark Water. It's, yeah. it's a little more subtle than The Ring, but it's still just as terrifying. Yeah. If you haven't, and 
do not don't, watch. Don't the, watch. Uh, yeah. I didn't even bother with the American remake because I was oh. like, there's no way it's going to live up to the original. It doesn't. Um, I'm going to skip here. I'm going to get the big ones out of the way first and then come back okay. to the little ones. Uh, Dog Soldiers. Yep. You got Werewolves. You're a horror movie. It's uh, Granted, it's more action maybe than horror. It's not all that scary, but great flick. Yeah, another one that put Neil Marshall on the map. That was a low-budget movie, and because of that movie, he's he's directing episodes of Game of Thrones. And his, his episodes on that show... Are the those are the highlight episodes of that the respective seasons? Mm-hmm. Great director, great movie. Highly recommend Dog Soldiers. Agreed. Uh, Queen of the Damned. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know <laughs> it gets a lot of mixed reviews. A lot of people don't like that movie, and and their criticisms are very fair because I love the Anne Rice books. Um, I haven't read Queen of the Damned, but I, I read. Um, the Vampire Lestat was before that. And the movie is basically a combination of parts of The Vampire Lestat and parts of Queen of the Damned. And I don't know. I just, I kind of dig it, man. There's nothing, I can't help it. I dig it. It's it's good. I enjoy the flick. Let's put it that way. I, don't, I hesitate on good or great, but I, I, I dig it. Uh, Resident Evil also came out in 2002. Yep. Uh, which is the best of the Resident Evil movies. Agreed. They all fluctuate from acceptable, but that one was pretty darn mm. solid. Uh, Jew on the Grudge. This would be the first Asian one. Um, and I'm trying to remember, I can't remember the TV show. I think the, the Grudge and the Grudge 2 kind of mimicked or remade the TV show parts, but yeah. whatever. It's so hard to even follow because the, the concept of that movie is time traveling with these ghosts. It, it's so effed up. It's hard to yeah. nail down the timeline of everything. All you need to know that it is crammed packed of some of the scariest shit you will ever see. Yeah. And it, it's just great. I love it. Um, ghost Ship. Yep, that's on there. Underrated flick. Uh, a lot of the Ghost House movies are pretty throwaway kind of horror but that one really worked for me and it's and you know what it holds up i've watched it i've watched it a few times it holds up it's a good flick um the original eye the eye that's on there yep i've got that one the asian version again didn't see the remake didn't even bother don't Ugh. need to. <laughs> did you bother? Did you see the I remake? did, yes, and it was terrible. Was that with <laughs> Jessica Alba? Was she in that yes. one? Or? Yeah, that was Ugh. Jessica Alba. Oh, bad. Again, we're getting into that bulk of uh, Hollywood got obsessed with J-horror remakes. Yeah. But the original one, the Japanese one, is still scary as oh, freaking hell. And yeah, you... the sequel will... The, the I too I thought was uh, everybody's scary as the first one. That yeah, me too. Um, next, uh, my little eye. And this yep, is that's one that online. you turned me on. Uh, it's one that you turned me on to, and the original uh, format that I think was, was a PAL or something that we got it in. I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, yes. It, it had a multi-camera setup in a, again the Big Brother. Um, what was that MTV show again? We've yeah. talked about that way too freaking much in, I know. in any episode. <laughs> uh, that kind of set a bunch of strangers in a house 
together, uh, and they had cameras all over the place. But the original DVD that we got, uh, you were able to switch between cameras, supposedly, I believe. I never messed with it, but I yeah, believe yeah, you, were, I but yeah, you, you should were. have been able to switch between cameras at any time. Which was crazy, awesome idea, but I never messed with it. I just watched yeah. the movie, and the movie was pretty awesome. On rewatch, I knocked it down a peg. Didn't do as much for me, uh, but I, watching it for the first time with uh, like-minded horror friends will definitely freak you out. It is. Yeah. A, it's. A, it definitely deserves to be on this list. Yeah. And that one there is one that you may need to watch with the lights out and the volume turned way up because it relies heavily on some really great jump scares, and the jump scares are are they're perfectly timed. And the whole storyline, the subject matter is is a big thumbs up. That's a good movie. Big, I agree. Big thumbs up. Yeah. Um, the last big one I have is the Ring remake. It, it it's a it's one of the very few that work. One of the very yeah, few J horror remakes that, that uh, knocked out of the park. I, it yeah. was. I don't know if I'd say it's as good as the original, but I think that's we've discussed this before. I believe that's because the original. Uh, viewing it in a foreign language and subtitles automatically makes um, I, my theory is that it automatic automatically makes you uneasy in yeah. a horror movie because you're you're feeling like you're in a foreign place, and that added to it. But the Ring remake is absolutely still terrifying. It's a good movie, and the last one I have, I think. Let me check my list here. The last one I have. I'll be shocked if it's on your list, but it it's called Darkness. Oh, that's on my list. Awesome, because yes. I turned you around on that movie. Yes, you did. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, oh, that ending. That, ooh, boy. <laughs> uh, that movie did not get enough credit, and I, I thought it held up very well. Yeah. Uh, especially on rewatch, and if you look at it as a side movie to a lot of other horror movies that deal with end-of-the-world, cataclysm, that, that whole... Um, uh, um, eclipse shit happening yeah. during the, the this is the one moment in 9,000 years during the eclipse when this thing can happen or whatever if you lump it in with those kind of movies and, and, and view it in a world where all those things are happening at the same time that's a damn good movie that yeah. ending is creepy you think you're going into a ghost movie but it turns into a giant apocalypse movie and the well, end the, when the lights oh, go out oh dark damn. man yeah if you and watch that it, thing at nighttime with the lights out oh damn is it scary yeah uh that's was that anna paquin's first movie if it wasn't her first movie it was close to being i don't know if it was her first movie but uh, that was before she was x-men big you know no name yeah yeah that's all i have for 2002 okay so the only ones that i have to touch on uh just a couple here uh boy you hit on almost all of them uh i i liked the movie they came out in 2002 about uh, creatures, uh, it's not the greatest thing ever, but I've watched it numerous times and I I always enjoy it. It's got some great jump scares in it. I liked the creatures in it. I, I thought it was an enjoyable movie for for back then. Um, also, uh, let's see here. The only uh, well, yeah, here's one that's that we're we continue to disagree on, and that's fine. But I have Cabin Fever on here. Uh, I assumed you would have Cabin Fever on there. <laughs> yeah, I love Cabin Fever. Actually, it's right beside me. I have a stack of Blu-rays that are on the chair beside me, ready to watch. Slither, 
Last Broadcast and Cabin Fever are, are on my Blu-ray pile over here to watch. So, uh, but Cabin Fever, I I enjoy it. It's oh, a, a, episode one hundred. I mean, we're going to get there eventually, and then yeah. we will we'll be handing them yes. off. <laughs> <laughs> and that does it for me for two thousand two. Okay, um, two thousand three is your turn, sir. Okay, I'm going to start with my favorite movie of two thousand three, and this movie is actually in my top ten favorite movies of all time. Well, how many uh, do you have for two thousand three? I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I have ten. Ooh, okay. Uh, I would guess that almost all the other ones. I I'm sure that this one here is not on your list, but it's my it's one of my favorite movies, and that is House of a Thousand Corpses. That did not make my list. And, yeah, but but. Um, in all fairness, I've been wanting to rewatch that. I just haven't got around to it. I really should come on Netflix or something. I, want, I need to see that again. It, 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 I've seen that. That's, that's fast becoming one of the, one of the most watched movies in my collection. I pull that out at least once a year. It's, it's, uh, I actually hit on this on one of my, uh, on my own show about movies that feel like you're watching someone's bad dream. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that actually falls into that. Uh, Lucio Fulci's The Beyond is, uh, is in there. Suspiria. Um, and then this I, one, because uh, Rob Zombie thinks his wife can act. That's why it's yes, nice. Yes. <laughs> We're <laughs> all living about, his horror. <laughs> yeah. But something about the colors and the music and just the... Something about it just feels like... It's almost not a movie, and it's just someone's gross bad dream, and I loved it. I I love House. No, of the I agree, Court. and I need I need to give that an honest uh, reevaluation because I don't think I've seen it since the theater, and I didn't uh, hate it. I I just was like, eh. But yeah. uh, you know, I found myself thinking about it even years later. Where I'm going, ah, maybe I should give that one another shot. Yeah. Uh, next up for me is a movie called Dreamcatcher. I have that one. Yep, uh, that's one that I think is uh, unfairly. Uh, unfairly criticized. I think that's a very good movie. I have not read the book, but I think that that holds up very... I actually watched that uh, within the last I, almost half year, and I thought it held up great. The special effects get a little bit shaky here and there towards the end, but the storyline is great. The alien is really cool. I thought it was a great movie. I tend to agree. Again, I haven't read the book, so I don't know how much it holds up, and we know we've discussed King to Death. That I know, yeah. God only knows if we read the book, we'd probably freaking hate it, but... Who, uh, yeah. Who knows? I'm just taking it for what it is. I mirror your thoughts. The end CGI is blob fighting blob, and you're like, what? Yeah. Why? Yeah. <laughs> but at I that know. point, who cares? Because there's so much uh, cool in that movie to take away. I, gr- I agree. Yep. Uh, and then uh, next up for me is the best of the Final Destination movies, and that's part two. I I thought br- I bricked that one, but I think that's the best of the Final Destination as yeah. well. Yep. Uh, one of the best car crash scenes you'll ever see in a movie. It's just brutal. You, you, I saw that with you in the theater, and I remember the drive home afterwards. We were just like... Okay, we not not much to say. We're just kind of eh. We were both stunned at, at because I, well, I had never seen that much uh, gore in the theater. I mean, uh, considering where I came into uh, being a fan of horror uh, up until that point, there wasn't a lot of that on the screen of actual crazy gore. Yeah, and, you know, you can point to a lot of these movies, but none of them are excessively gory. At least not in the seventies. 80 yeah. cents and yeah. considering how late i came to it like i said it, that was that was new to me and we just there were so many scenes where we just i <laughs> looking at each other going holy crap did you yeah. see that that just happened yes. 
Yep, agreed. Great movie. Great movie. Um, Freddy vs. Jason, I'm sure you've got Freddy vs. Jason. Oh, absolutely. And I'll never yeah. forget when we saw that in the theater and the mom came in with her children, uh, about four or five of them, and it, it they kind of looked like uh, five, seven, eight, ten yeah. years old, and they sat right behind us and within... At thirty seconds of the movie, it was just naked chicks and gore all over the place. Yeah, <laughs> you and I because going, that's what you do. Yeah, yeah, you and I going. What's wrong with you? Yeah, because that's what you do. You bring your kids to that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but it, it's a great movie. I I I loved it. I loved the direction that they went with 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 both of those series, and it just the the combination worked really really well. I thought it was great. Completely agree. Yep. Um. Next up, Hot Tension, a.k.a. High Tension, a.k.a. Yep. Switch, Switchblade Romance, uh, the French movie from Alexandre Aja. He did, uh, he did uh, Hills Have Eyes, Piranha. Uh, I thought that this was a great slasher movie, and you either love the twist ending or you hate it, and I thought it was brilliant. I loved it. I thought the movie was fantastic. A slight sidebar, Your Honor. Uh, how can you take... A completely rad title like Switchblade Romance and turn into high tension. I know, like, I know. Think, it's sort of like going, uh, things are a little stressful. Yeah, yeah. I, I Switch, hate that. But, but Switchblade <laughs> Romance is great, isn't yeah, it's it? It's fantastic. That's like, I don't even know what that's about and I want to see it. Yeah, exactly. So if you haven't seen it, that is a great movie. And side note here is I'm, I'm trying not to rabbit trail, but the uh, special effects artist for that movie was the special effects artist that uh, worked on a lot of Lucio Fulci's uh, his little tr- pack of horror movies from the late 70s, early 80s that are his claim to fame. Uh, that was the same effects artist. Uh, he did Zombie and The Beyond and all the like. So that's I think that's really cool that that uh, Aja got him to do that. So anyway, uh, next up for me, Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake. Thought that was a very worthy. It's it's obviously nowhere near like the first one, but it's a very worthy remake. It's not a you know it's not the greatest I, it, thing ever, it, but I liked it. It made my list. And yeah, you, when it comes to those kinds of movies, you know that I'm dicey. But that one was okay. It's it, it's yeah. not nearly as bad as a lot of. I, there's a lot of hate for that movie out there, but I, I didn't think it was worthy of that yeah it was decent again you're you're never gonna tap top that original yeah i agree i agree um uh, i've got two more here uh wrong turn i thought wrong turn was a great uh backwoods slasher movie it's i like the fact that it does not overstay its welcome it's about 80 minutes long and uh it just it's i i liked the actors i liked the the hillbillies in it were great i believe that stan winston uh, he did the he did the hillbilly effects, and I think that he produced that thing as well. Unlike uh, the series, it spawned oh. because I believe uh, number six is available on Netflix. I could it be is, wrong, yes. but I... no, it is. It or, or if it's not on Netflix, it's going to be soon because it just got released. So, uh, crazy, yeah. Uh, and then the last one for me was a movie called The Last Horror Movie. I've got that one. You know, yep. I've got that one. Oh yeah, great movie. Ugh, disturbing disturbing movie and uh, that is one of the true gems of the f- found horror footage yeah. whatever you want to call it yeah that's just a guy letting you get a glimpse into him just being a psycho and you're gonna follow me around with a video camera and see what i do and it's nasty 
It, it, it completely is. It's almost like Maniac uh, on a personal level. Yeah. Like, and that's kind of weird because Maniac was already kind of personal, but <laughs> this, this, took is, it into, yeah. this took it into, hey, if we gave Maniac the camera and he's falling yeah. around looking in windows, whatever. Good, yeah. absolutely good flick. I, I, I agree. That's one of the gems of my collection. Yeah. Okay, if that's all for you for 2003, yep. there's a few that I have here. Uh, Juon, The Grudge 2, which we've we've talked about Juon endlessly tonight, but uh, The Grudge Part 2 was in 2003, and I thought that, that um, was... I, I always debate between which is better, the original Grudge or Grudge Part 2, because... Yeah, they're both... They're, they're both great, but, but The Grudge was incomprehensible it was just a collection of scares whereas the grudge 2 made some sort of sense it had the same terrifying feelings and everything and and was just as scary but uh it actually was a little more coherent <laughs> so i yeah i, I mean maybe even a little less scary that i don't know do you want a little less scary do you want it to make more sense whatever yeah um Moonchild. Are you aware of Moonchild at all? I, I think that was one that I was trying to get you to watch, and I never got around to it. It's nope. a uh, Asian, Korean, Japanese, whatever, uh, but it's a vampire movie. And most of it is very slow, but I, this is kind of an honorable mention to it. I enjoyed it because it had a few scenes of vampires doing vampire-y stuff, uh, moving faster than bullets and that kind of stuff that I enjoyed. So... I own it on import, uh, blind buy. Um, Underworld. Oh man, I miss <laughs> Underworld. Oh, that's a big one. Yeah, um, but vampires versus werewolves. I'm in. I'm pretty much in with that kind of synopsis. Yeah, <laughs> and I thought that one and two worked together so well, and then it's it's kind of deviated recently, but. I, I really dig those movies. A lot of pe a lot of people hate them, but I I kind of dig it. Uh, and lastly, from auditions, Takeshi Miike, Gozu. Do, do, you, do you remember Gozu? Oh, <laughs> he oh faced, yes. uh, Eugene faced a palm right now and shaking his head. <laughs> If you Two guys are familiar with that, <laughs> which is a description for every Takeshi Mikey yeah. film ever made. Yeah. Um, if you're not familiar with his films, Audition is the most accessible film he's ever made. Yes. Uh, everything else is just a what the hell is going on. Um, but Gozu is one of those ones that I, I kind of dug. I own it, and it's so freaking weird as it... I don't even know what the synopsis is. Guy wandering around wearing a cow head for half the time, and is that, that's somebody that were, what, somebody gives birth to a yes. man. Yeah, it's insane. I, the, it's it's nuts. It's completely yeah. nuts. But Gozu. Oh. oh no, I liked it too. That's actually I would say that that uh, Gozu and and Audition were my two favorite movies from him. So you know. Yeah. Uh, well. Unless you have anything else to add to this last uh, oh, no. edition of no, our man. best horror great movies. section. There's tons of great movies there. Agreed. And we're going to keep going with it, because why not? We started yeah. already down this trail. We might as well keep going. And um, so next up is going to be what? We're going we're gonna to hit on 1994? I don't even know. I'll look it up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't or even 2003. Know. Yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah. <laughs> we'll get in there, because it's so scatterbrained messed yeah. up but we need to get into um our horror picks of the week okay. of the pod 
and I'm going to let you go first. Okay. Uh, my movie is, uh, and you might be thinking that I'm going to go one route, but I'm actually going another route with this. Uh, uh, you might be surprised. Okay. Um, I am going with the Evil Dead remake. I figured. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that's um, all right. That's fine. And the reason, so the reason being, I should be going with the original because the original is one of my favorite movies ever. But I'm going with the remake because it is so balls out horror, and I've watched it more than uh, any other movie since it was released. Uh, I've watched that movie more than any other movie. I've wa- I watched that movie a couple times a year, uh, like every half year I, I watch it, and I just I love I love that movie. It does everything that I want it to do for an Evil Dead remake. Um, it's, it's not necessarily that scary, but it just oozes dread. I love the sound effects. The gore is, I, I am still stunned that that thing got an R rating. I don't know how they, they pulled that off, but the directing is spot on. I like the actors in it. Uh, I actually am, I am cool with Jane Levy as, uh, Mia. She's, she's, she's the Ash character in the movie essentially. And I'm cool with the fact that it's a chick instead of a, you know, a Bruce Campbell wannabe. Um, I just, I, the demons in it were so nasty and it was just so evil and, oh, hardcore, hardcore. Uh, in fact, just even talking about it, I'm like, oh, I need to watch that again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my only, honestly, one of my only complaints, a couple of minor complaints for me is if I'm, t- obviously if you hear Evil Dead and you're watching this show and you don't know what Evil Dead is, go watch the original and then watch the remake, but I'm not going to get into the plot synopsis. It's, yeah, it's Evil Dead. Pe- <laughs> it's it's Evil Dead, but um, biggest thing number one is they had they it was so primed to have a fantastic huge demon creature in the end, and I think they kind of bricked it by having uh, this abomination thing, which is basically just a chick that is looks like a demon. And if, okay, fine. Upon rewatching, it's it's okay, but they should have had some. Huge, nasty, gnarly demon creature thing. That would have been I, great. And also, my other, my other thing would be, when it starts raining blood, I want to hear Slayer's raining blood <laughs> kick in loud and proud. Um, other than that, that movie is just horror perfection to me. I love it. Of, of all the more recent horror movies, that's probably my, my favorite one. Love I completely agree, and I haven't seen it since the theater. Uh, oh, but I mirror everything that you've said. The uh, biggest, biggest trip, I think, of... Uh, they messed on, me- messed up on, was you had such a prime opportunity there at the end. Instead of just her double coming, I know, in, yeah, it, it's like anything, giant creature, yeah. a, a pyramid head from Silent yeah. Hill, Some, something yeah. just weird with yeah. especially no with face the first one. Would have been the, the original, yeah, the original Sam Raimi version. There was some great stop motion thing, and I'm like, do they do that? Do yeah. some weird crazy looking creature that explodes but instead it's this it's her and with white with she's fighting herself yeah her doppelganger ah come on i agree i agree okay well uh on to me then i am once again going to the j-horror um 2005 reincarnation and this is a oh. film that I wanted to get you to rewatch. I'm going yeah. to get you to rewatch. Oh yeah! I only yep. <laughs> own it on uh, DVD, and this was part of the. Uh, let me scroll down here. What was it called? Was it eight horror, like the. Um, eight? No, it wasn't that. It was the J Horror Theater series, and oh. alongside it was Infection and Premonition. We'll get to those in a minute. Um, 
The storyline is a hopeful, actri- hopeful actress who wins a role in a film that takes her, the cast, and the crew to a hotel where the present soon collides with the past. Um, and it was about a... <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, professor that was uh, investigating reincarnation. And he committed suicide at this hotel and, and took uh, 11 residents of the hotel with him. And it was very creepy and weird, and so these people are like, we're going to make a movie about it. Now, this movie is not perfect, okay? It has J-horror tendencies. That means the second act drags a bit. There are some uh, subtle jump scares along the way that are just bone-chilling. The best way to watch this movie, by yourself, nobody else there to criticize, in the dark, loud as hell. And it's, it's one of the things that actually brings up a side thing that I've been wanting to talk about, and that is committing to a film as a viewer. There has to be a, you know, you know what I'm talking about. but Oh, yes. Yep, <laughs> I do. There yep. are certain films that you have to commit to as a viewer. That means you have to block out all of the other bullshit around you and commit to uh, taking the ride, being along with the main characters. This is one of those films. You just got to go in and be like, I'm taking the ride with that person. You got to invest in them emotionally, and that takes a little bit of effort, especially when it comes to J horror, um, because that second act can drag ass sometimes. But this is this one is only like 90 minutes. It's not excessively long. It's not a two and a half hour thing. Uh, there are jump scares along the way, but that that ending, that third act, it starts getting nuts. It, they start having dolls come to life reincarnation ghosts and it it's just insane again since it's a j horror it's hard to fully explain because <laughs> they take so many liberties it's so interpretational that's the word um so it gets hard to really nail down every single thing that happened but it again it's one of those things where there's a guy at the end of the hallway and it's a ghost, and you know it, and the shit turns and looks at you, and you shit your pants. <laughs> and you're like, nothing's happened! Leatherface isn't coming at me with a chainsaw, and still, I am afraid. Yeah. But it's a fantastic movie, and it's one that I've put on for your rewatch list. Unfortunately, I only own it on DVD. I don't even know if yeah. it's available on Blu-ray. I, um, I don't think so, no. But... Yeah. And for the record, I have watched that film. movie one, two, one time, and that was... Uh, over a couple days, and that was while I was exercising on the treadmill. So no, that is the absolute wrong way to watch this movie. <laughs> yeah, so it, it's I am com- due for a rewatch. That's fine. It's a commitment film. Like I said, got to watch it, committed to what? what's going on. Yeah, gotcha. And it, I, uh, audio is a big deal with this one too. It, this is one where you got to watch loud because it's it's quiet for long stretches, and then that shit builds in the background, and then that five one six one speakers. Yeah. And it just pops up. I, I mean, it was one that I had a roommate at the time. And he left. Half, <laughs> halfway through, he got out of the room and was like, you know what, I'm just going to go. And he, yeah. he went to a coffee shop or something and hung out. And I was like, I have to finish this. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's awesome. And it scared the shit out of me. And when you think it can't get any more scary, then you get to this third act where all hell breaks loose. And my God, I don't even want to give away what happens or anything, but uh, some of the elements they bring in are, are you're just like, 
what the hell? Like, the, I didn't see anything like that in the rest of the film, and now all of a sudden, here it is. Holy shit. And it, it, <laughs> it's terrifying. But I loved it. And uh, now, to go back to what I was talking about earlier, uh, this was part of the uh, was J Horror Theater series, along with Infection and Premonition. And both Infection and Premonition were remade, as I. Uh, I'm I'm pretty sure. Um, <clears throat> remade in America, and they both sucked. But the original Infection and Premonition, I own both of those, and those are both also very worthy watches. Do you remember either of those? I don't, uh-uh. Oh, uh, well, yeah, add them to the list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, have both of them are, I have both of them on DVD. I think Premonition had uh, Sandra Bullock. Um, oh yes! Oh yeah! Yeah, yeah. The, suck. But the original wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Yeah. It was not great, but it it was worth a watch. Yeah. And the original infection was in a hospital. Or do you remember that that disease, uh, green sludge, infecting people left and right? I mean, it was almost like cabin fever in a hospital. I'd have to. I wonder if I would see the cover if I would know which movie you're talking about. I think oh. I have it in storage. It's not here. I okay. can't pull it out. But uh, that was a good flick. I was surprised by how much I liked that movie. Huh. It's it's amazing how like there as you can see like listening to this this show, the listener can see there, that there was a time where J horror was huge, uh, and, and it was the, like that. Those, the, this was the time when it was just bombarding people and it got to the point where even horror fans like you and me were like enough enough i get it yeah. ghost and stuff and slow i yeah. get it but i'm telling you you need to revisit these movies yeah yeah there was a couple there that i i mean i i'm i'm totally on board for juan ring all those i've but reincarnation i didn't much care for when i watched it the first time but that is one that i should rewatch. i i should at any rate, Reincarnation is my horror pick of the week, and you need to rewatch that one. I will uh, do that. And it's time for us to move on. Recently yeah. watched, sir, because I have some horror movies I've recently watched, and Ooh, I want to talk okay. to you about them. Okay. Um, I, I hate to hit on new release stuff, but I, I am going to hit on a couple new releases because they were so good. Go ahead. Um, and this is gonna this will at least take us out of the horror realm just for just briefly. Uh, but I want to hit on two theatrical releases because they're so good. Uh, first one is David Fincher's Gone Girl. It, fantastic movie. It is it's everything you would expect from a David Fincher movie. Um, and then some, and I could spend uh, an hour talking about the movie itself, but I'm just going to say that if you don't appreciate even the way he does the opening credits, then you're not a horror or you're not a movie fan. Uh, it's, it's, I love how he does the opening credits for some reason. I'm like, that's just so unique and so cool. Uh, the score by Trent Reznor is what you'd expect. It's, it fits the movie perfectly, and I was uncomfortable the whole way through. And I'm like, ah, this movie is making me, or this music is making me feel uncomfortable. And I love that. Perfect. Um, watch the movie. Fantastic movie. Second one is one that I watched last night called John Wick, starring Keanu Reeves. Uh, it, it is the closest thing to an 80s movie that you're going to get as far as no nonsense. I hate to say thin storyline because there is multi. There's a lot going on, but it's basically uh, a good guy killing bad guys. That's really what it comes down to, and it does it so perfectly. And that's all I want to spend time on new release stuff because we we try to focus yeah. on 
That's all right. So, but, That's fine. I want. Yeah. I want. I want to see both of those very bad. Yeah. Okay. Um. I'm gonna hit on two, and that's gonna be it for this for me because there's a couple others I have, but they're not horror, and they can wait. We'll get to okay. them. Okay. Um, the Sacrament, Ty West. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, weeks ago, I finally finished that up, but we haven't. I've been so busy getting around with all this horror stuff, I haven't got around to it. I really like the movie very much. I just was expecting something, maybe because of the way you amped it up. I was expecting something ten times more hardcore at the end. But that's not a detriment to the movie. It's a very good movie. I quite enjoyed it. I highly recommend it. Ty West, another check mark of awesome. Yeah. Um, and then next, The Taking of Deborah Logan. Yes. You and I have been talking this movie a lot lately, and yeah. holy freaking shit. <laughs> uh, now, you want to talk about Gem in the Rough, terrifying flick. This is it. And you mentioned it on your pod, uh, Cinema Soft Underbelly. Um, but <laughs> the found footage, whatever, quasi-documentary, mockumentary thing has been done to death. No argument here, but this is another fine example of how it's still alive. Because this was amazing. And and yeah. the, the end of it... I'm, I'm not just blowing smoke, man. Seriously. The, I watched this... You said, watch this at night as loud as possible. Screw you. I watched this <laughs> during the daytime on a bright and sunshiny day. Uh, volume very medium. Because <laughs> this shit was scary. <laughs> and you know what? Still freaked me out. <laughs> oh, that oh, ending in the that, oh, that, that man. ending in the caves was crazy. But the the biggest negatives I can say about it, um, I, okay, on the positive front, unlike most found footage movies, it moved around a lot. So you weren't at one location, one house. I very much like that. You're at the hospital. You're at the house. Yeah. You're you're over here. You're over here. You're on this road. You're they moved around. That was unlike most found footage movies. But the detriment came at the third act because they start moving to the road, to the caves, and all of a sudden it's like shaky cam all over the place. Shaky cam, can't see what the hell's going on. And why is it that when they get into the cave, all of the uh, flashlight batteries start to fail? And they don't just fail where, like, okay, in um, The Descent, that was how flashlight batteries fail. They turn off. They're off. And then if you knock it, it'll come on for a sec, maybe two, and then turn off again. In this movie, it was so fake Hollywood cinema where it's like, they're fading. And then they're on. And they're fading. And then yeah. they're on. I was like, oh, you're pulling me out of the movie. That's, that's not how batteries operate. <laughs> that I've never had a flashlight just... Bee, bee, bee. <laughs> I've never had that happen. And, of course, it has to happen when they're going into the caves to find out the uh, end of the mystery, whatever. But, nonetheless, once you get past uh, uh, some of those hurdles, they turn the lights on enough to see the true freaking horror at the end. With Oh, oh my man. I could not believe that happened. I thought oh. the very end, not the climax, I thought the after climax end, end, 
was yeah. a little suspect too. It was like, oh, come on, that's mailed in. Everybody expects you to do that tease where you're like, is yeah. it? Isn't it? Do we not know? Yeah. Do we know? They didn't have to do that, but they did it. And that's okay. It doesn't destroy the movie, but overall, still the movie freaking terrifying. Oh man, up in the attic with the with the uh, switchboard thing. Oh, oh my gosh, that was so cra- the whole movie was so crazy. Now, but and I also had I have to remark the and I was texting you while I was watching it uh, yeah. for uh, through the first third. I hate this one guy. I hate this character. I hate him so much. But he, he did sucks. exactly what I He's would have so done cliche. then. And then he turned around and did exactly what I would have done. And Me too. And that's why I bailed out. He was like, yeah. screw you. I'm out. And yep. left the movie a third of the way yeah. through with no repercussion. And, and that's, what, that's and I, why I didn't say you know anything to you. <laughs> yeah, you didn't respond. And I was like, ah, whatever. <laughs> that's why he, cause and I'm then like, he bailed and I was like oh now I understand why Eugene didn't respond because he did the right thing he did the yeah. he did what I would have done and got yes. the hell out Yeah, and I like that I like that they included one character that said ah, F you guys I'm out of here and, I, and he literally left the movie I, and you never saw him again I completely <laughs> agree and he did the right thing I would have done what he yeah. did but that first scene where she's standing on on in the kitchen and then all of a sudden a split second later she's boop, up on the stove I'm like oh, oh goosebumps right now thinking yeah, of that scene it was terrifying terrifying yeah so yeah that is gem but big in the rough. thumbs up that was a huge gem in the rough especially uh, if you're interested in low budget filmmaking or uh, like us no budget filmmaking you need to take that movie as a marker. This is your Bible. This is how you do it. This is the way yeah. that no-budget filmmaking is done. Yeah. Yeah, because essentially there's not a whole... I mean, there's some really cool practical effects in it, but it's not... You can tell that's not a big-budget movie. It's not. But even but, when they happened, you didn't care. You weren't thinking about it because it was yeah. you, were, you were lost in the story. How crazy was that when she was... I think she was in the hospital. Uh, Deborah Logan was in the hospital, and she starts scratching her arm. And all of a sudden, she just starts to just peel. Oh, man, that was just See, like... and that was art. gross, but at that point, I was so wrapped up in the horror of the story that the gore didn't even phase me. No, yeah. It, it, and that's a testament to the writing. Yeah. That's the way you do it. Yep, agreed. So if you're thinking about going out there and running out around in the woods and filming the Jersey Devil or whatever bullshit you're trying to come up with... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Start with the writing, because unless the writing is good enough, everybody else is going to see right through your skin-ripping crap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, I have a couple Me? other things I recently watched, but they veer to non-horror, so I'm more than fine with letting them sit until next episode. Okay. Do you have anything else you want to add for recently watched? Yeah, I want to add one more to the list that I just watched because it's going to fit in with uh, with the horror genre, and I, it's one that um, I'd like to, to shoehorn into this episode. I know we're way past. No, but, we're know, not we're, past anything. Go ahead. Okay, uh, and that's a uh, another found footage type movie called Conspiracy, and it was actually one that I threw onto one of our roulettes, and you did not pick it. Well, I watched it. Um, well, after hearing you talk about it on your pod, I. Uh, it bumped up. That's on my yeah. officially coming soon. Yep, that's a good movie. Uh, the less you know about it, the better. Uh, again, with with a lot of these movies, there is some suspension of disbelief that you. Have. It's like okay, obviously they're doing this to forward the plot along. I get it. That's fine. So having said that, it's still a very good movie. It's not. It's it's more thriller than horror. In fact, my wife was even into it for the most for about half of it, and then we just turned it off. And I finished it the next day, but. Um, it's just it's conspiracy theory guys trying to figure out 
if there's this secret society that's kind of ruling ruining everything on planet Earth, um, and then sinister things happen because of their investigations. And that's all I'm going to say. But it's 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 another Netflix gem in the rough that looks too too good to be true, and it actually is one of those big thumbs up. You should check it out. Awesome, I'll do that. You yeah. need to watch, uh, since we're going as a non-horror documentary, you need to watch uh, Video Games the Movie. <laughs> I, before I started the show, I actually I was flipping through Netflix and I added that to the list. It, I watched it, thumbs up. That's all I'm going to say for now. I'll get into that more once we're out of horror month. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but I enjoyed it. It's, it's a sweet, very well-made documentary. Yeah, and for the record, I know that we were hitting, hitting on pretty much everything horror. Gone Girl is extremely uncomfortable and John Wick is as gory and violent as almost all the movies we talked about maybe not all of them but that is a hard 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 R-rated movie so they're not horror but they 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 fall under you know yeah the, oh, the, I'm, the, I'm, the umbrella I, I want to see uh, as soon as Gone Girls in the Dollar Theater I'll hit it and John Wick I'm hoping to see next weekend with the wife so I want to support that movie yeah it should get support It's it's a great movie Okay, unless you have anything else to add, that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Um, As always, I'm Eric Warner. I'm Eugene Weaver. Thanks for listening. Bye.